Hello friends of IndoorCycleInstructor.com. This is Cameron Chinati, Director of Education for Stages Indoor Cycling. And I am really psyched because today uh, I've decided to go about doing an audio profile a bit differently. And uh, you know, we're going to cover some high level information today and it just seemed to make more sense to provide you with an in-depth visual representation of what this ride is all about so that there's no room for misinterpretation and hopefully for you to save, use, and reuse in the future. So before we dive into the audio profile itself, I want to just give you a little bit more background. So at Stages Indoor Cycling, we are all about using resources so that you can get great results. So obviously, as I think many of you know, um, our team, the Stages Indoor Cycling team, is actually the manufacturer of the free motion fitness bike with power console. So our education is directly related to that product. Um, I will be speaking to it today, but I'll also be talking in terms for those of you that are going to be strictly teaching with heart rate and perhaps those of you that are teaching with power on a different bike. Um, as well, you know, I'm kind of a techno junkie and I think a lot of uh, the folks on our Stages Educator team are as well. But we just released a new Stages Indoor Cycling iOS app uh, last weekend at the URSA convention and uh, it's been really exciting and really fun to use. So I'm going to introduce this for the first time as well. Now I do believe we're going to provide more video content as to uh, some of the particulars regarding how to use the app, troubleshooting and whatnot. But this is just kind of a higher level view of how I currently integrate it into my teaching. So resorts, resources and results uh, definitely make for some fun and for some indoor cycling 2.0 at that, which is always kind of exciting. So for those of you that listened to our last uh, audio profile, you may remember this was our observation and orientation ride. And this particular ride was really meant to cover two functions. The first of which was to give people um, their first look really at the free motion power console. How do you teach with power for the first time? So orienting them to the metrics, to the use of metrics, and then probably more importantly, what is the cause and effect relationship between various actions that you might take when riding? Um, and, and how to introduce those in small manageable steps. So A, to not overwhelm you, the instructor, once you start using metrics for the first time, and B, uh, to not overwhelm them, your participants, because it, this is very, very new for the majority of them. We want to make sure that we give it to them in small doses. Don't uh, give away the farm just yet. So that's kind of like entry into the game. Um, the other end of the spectrum is, you know, power profiling and some things that, you know, we haven't really talked about particularly with our group on the ICI Pro forums yet, um, but we're going there and there's definitely interest for it. So today, not quite all the way to the end of the spectrum, but definitely well on its way and beyond what we've done with our Stages Indoor Cycling Instructors. 
So if you are a Stages Indoor Cycling Instructor, which I know there are many of you um, from IndoorCycleInstructor.com, you would have done a functional threshold power benchmark ride during our eight and a half hour training. Now I know other programs, educational programs like Cycling Fusion, um, I know Kaiser has started to do one as well, are introducing functional threshold power as well, which is great because it's a fantastic marker um, of what's going on with your output. So that ride um, actually gives us the information we need to move on with our training with power careers. So there's going to be an assumption with this ride that you have done some form of functional threshold power ride. Um, if not that, hopefully you've done some form of functional threshold heart rate ride, which will definitely be of great benefit. And if you're going, Cameron, what the heck are you talking about? Uh, let me explain further. So this is straight out of our eight and a half hour uh, PowerPoint, but just, you know, and I'm sure many of you know this, so shut me off if this seems uh, unnecessary. But at Stages Indoor Cycling, we really believe that if we schedule these particular benchmark rides or test, if, if you want to use that word, we can give real meaning to the console and as well as the heart rate information that might be behind that. So from a definition standpoint, functional threshold power is just this field test aiming to figure out what is the highest wattage that you can hold on average for a substantial period of time? If you want to get technical, if we're doing this out in the field, this would be a 60-minute time trial. So think about it, 60-minute time trial. It's not exactly a bundle of fun. It's a huge challenge mentally, physically, uh, really to get the best results. It works best in competition with other riders, with um, all the stresses that come with doing so. But we all know that that's not really practical, um, nor is it safe for a good majority of our indoor participants. So for the great indoors, we do a modified version of a functional threshold power test, and or, which the great thing about the console is, we can capture functional threshold heart rate data at the exact same time. So. If you've gone through a functional threshold heart rate test before, I'm sure this will seem very familiar to you. But with the free motion console in particular, we can capture those two really valuable pieces of information at the exact same time. And even better, we can figure out the relationship between the two pieces of data. And that is really when the magic happens. So, okay, before everyone glosses over and, and freaks out, I need to let you know how our zoning system works because I'm going to be talking in terms of percentages during portions of this ride, and you at least need to know my frame of reference. So this is really the Stages Indoor Cycling Rosetta Stone, if you will. That's not what we call it, but this is our stages system or our zone system, um, courtesy of the research of Hunter Allen and Andrew Coggin to fantastic individuals that have really done huge amounts of work towards furthering power um, power in the great outdoors, and, and now we're working to bring that to the great indoors. So I don't want you to get too overwhelmed with how this uh, system plays out, but I do want you to take note of a couple things. 100%, uh, so your functional threshold power, what you would technically be capable of for an hour, occurs in the middle of this stage four or zone four that is representative of your lactate threshold. 
Today's ride, the one that you have to look forward to, is going to focus on a place that I think many of us are scared to do in an indoor cycling class, and that is this zone two or this endurance phase. Now, many people say that, oh yeah, I do zone two all the time, but with power, it becomes very clear that most of us are working too hard most of the time, at least in order to get the benefits and the gains of building a really strong base. So this particular ride today, um, which I, I think personally is a lot of fun, is, is called It's Not Easy Staying Green. And going green means 70% of your FTP for the majority of the ride. I'll explain this further, but if you need to come back to this for reference, please do. Also notate how we do our rate of perceived effort scale. Uh, we try to keep the scale true to its original form. So even though two to three seems like negligible effort, um, really it registers. It's on your radar for sure. And uh, corresponding functional threshold heart rate values are present as well. Okay, sounds like fun. So I think we're going to get ready here to embark on our ride. So if you need to print copies of this um, in order to help yourself follow along, please do. But really, it's, it's not that complicated. It's just how you spin it, how you speak about it. So as mentioned from before, I am going to speak about one of our new fun resources today, and that is the Stages Indoor Cycling app. So I'm going to hint at this along the way, but please note that if you're not a user of an iOS device, so that would be an iPhone, an, uh, an iPhone 4, an iPhone 4S, uh, an iPod Touch, an iPad 1 or 2, don't freak out, don't worry. Um, word on the street is that this will be provided for other operating systems sometime in the not so far future. So let's start this thing. Okay, tools, tools, and toys, right? I wanted you to take a look at something here. So we have this indoor cycling app, which I love and I find it fun and enjoyable. We have this free motion power console. You can use a USB stick to capture data. Great option if you are not using the app. And if you are using the app, there's something you need to know. And that is that in order for the Stages Indoor Cycling app to communicate with the Freemotion Power Console, you need a very special key. It is a Wahoo Fitness Amp Plus key. Basically, it's a little 30-pin square. It's that black square that you see attached to the iPhone there that allows the two devices to pair and communicate with one another. Now, for many of you, you can probably see that there is an Ant Plus logo at the top of the Freemotion console. Ant Plus is strictly the protocol that we use to communicate not only with the crank arm in the console, but with um, other Ant Plus devices. So Garmin, for instance, uses Ant Plus. Uh, Sunto has a few of their watches that use Ant Plus, and there's a lot of Ant Plus devices out there. It's kind of similar to low-powered Bluetooth. Wahoo Fitness has been our partner and they have helped us create and design this app and the original structure of the app is based off of a former platform of theirs. But of course this information is only as good as how you use it and uh, we also have a partnership with Training Peaks and uh, you can directly upload the data from your uh, Stages and Recycling app workout directly into your Training Peaks account. Yay! Super exciting! Okay, with all that being said, let's move 
on. So the name of the game, it's not easy staying green, which is true, as I think many of you know, it is a real challenge to A, convince your participants to be there, B, to truly identify what that endurance place feels like, and C, trust yourself that this is valuable for you, that you need this, and, and that it's totally valuable in an indoor cycling setting. So I'm gonna break this down for you in such a way that makes it easy to digest, but uh, I will tell you that uh, for those of you that are interested in having this in our class by design format, which is our stages format for planning classes, the uh, class by design sheet of It's Not Easy Staying Green will be available on the Stages Indoor Cycling Facebook page. So all you have to do is like the page and then you'll have access and you'll be able to snag that for yourself. So warm-up mode, for those of you that have used the free motion console before, you know this, but warm-up mode um, is basically a holding pattern that happens prior to what you see on this picture here, prior to stage one. We're not recording any data. Really all it is is just a chance for you to kick the console on and just hang out until the instructor determines that it's time to start. So you can also just think of this as your introduction time, your time to uh, set the stage, ha ha ha, for what's to come, uh, and just prepare them so they know exactly what to expect. So the training focus of this particular ride, as mentioned, is endurance. You do get some hints of flirting with uh, functional threshold heart rate and functional threshold power. So uh, you're going to really know the difference between the two. And I know those of you are probably going, yeah, okay, wait a minute. I only teach 45 minutes or an hour-long classes. How can that really truly be endurance? Well, you know, technically speaking, if you were paying attention, you'd notice that uh, continuous duration uh, for, say, an endurance event can be, you know, anywhere from 60 to 300 minutes on average. That's typical. But we need to practice what that feels like, and we can practice what that feels like in the class setting. It's best to identify it in a controlled environment. So our primary goal, and the one that you are going to be reiterating over and over and over again, is to stay as close to 70% of your functional threshold power during the 10-minute green stages. So digest that, marinate on that for a second. Let's think about it. Let's say you did an FTP ride and you got a number, you got a wattage number. You know that technically speaking, based on the ride that you did, you are able to hold 200 watts on average for an hour. 200 watts on average. That is your functional 100%. So if 200 watts represents your functional 100%, then 140 average watts is your personal 70%. So you can bust out your calculator, do a little bit of math there, but that is going to be your magic number, your focus for the average, which you see on that top right average watts box. That's what we're looking for during these green stages, these endurance-focused stages. Secondary to that, we are going to have two minute follow-up stages, which is your opportunity to find your 100%. Now keep in mind, this is not your absolute max. This is not your absolute 100%. This is your functional threshold power 100%. And really, it's only two minutes worth, so it won't be all that bad. In fact, it'll just feel really good. Now, some fun stuff starts to happen because 
your goal at the conclusion of the two-minute event is to keep your heart rate from busting through the roof. In fact, we're going to try to pull back our heart rate. So I want you to think of it this way. I'm all about if-then scenarios or choose-your-own-adventure, as I also like to call it. So if by the end of the 10-minute, 70% of functional threshold power green stage, your heart rate doesn't come back down, and we're looking for 80% of functional threshold heart rate. If it doesn't come back down, then you stick it out at 70% for the remainder of the ride. If it does come down, you can continue adding these two-minute 100% FTP surges, if you will. So this is going to be very personal, and people are going to take their own options uh, throughout the ride, and that's great. Nobody needs to be in the same place, but you can all be rocking and grooving and doing things together as a class. So for those of you that teach 45-minute classes, most likely you'll be able to fit um, three full times through the set. So that would be a 10-minute, a 2-minute, a 10-minute, a 2-minute, a 10-minute, a 2-minute, and that includes warm-up and cool-down. Uh, for 60-minute classes, most likely you'll be able to get four times through the set. At the bottom of your screen, you're going to also see that I've got some... Uh, track uh, tips that you can use, ones that I feel work well for this, but again, it's just my personal personal Cameron preference, which uh, take it or leave it. Okay, so in warm-up mode, you're riding along, and uh, we're going to assume that you and your class are ready to go. So the picture that you see on the left here is actually a picture from the Stages and Recycling app once the device has paired. So you plug your uh, Wahoo key into the bottom of your phone and you set it on top of the console when it's in pairing mode. And once the two devices have found each other, you are going to see this particular screen and you know that it's time for you to move on. The way that you start, the way that you start your ride, you start the timer, you start the clock as a group is going to be to hit the stage button. Now if you're going, Cameron, I don't have these bikes, I don't have the console, I don't have the uh, iPhone, I don't have this app, um, I'm at a loss. No, no you're not. Just use your watch. You're going to start your watch um, together and basically we're just looking for a 10 minute interval. That's all it is, a 10 minute section of time in order to identify what this 70% of functional threshold power is. So you might be saying to yourself, okay, 10 whole minutes of just sitting there in this easy, easy place is not going to work for my people. I, I challenge you to think about it differently. So let's break it down a little bit further. For the first four minutes, you are gradually working your wattage up towards that 70% of FTP mark. So take your time. You could go as far as, as choreographing, and I say that with air quotes, um, in addition of resistance on the resistance dial at the top of every minute until you get there. Sure, that's possible. You could also leave them to their own devices. But I would highly recommend that you cue them repeatedly not to overshoot it. Don't overdo it. There's good reason for this. So some of the cueing that I like to pull in at this phase in the game, saying things like, can you speak in full sentence, uh, full sentence bill? Um, this is a pacing where you can chat with your neighbor, your workout partner, your training partner. Why don't you try that for the next two minutes? See what your partner did over the weekend. And your chatty Cathy's will love it because they've been wanting to talk to their neighbor this whole time anyways. So hey, let's get that out of the way. 
Um, you know, there's some other fun little things that I like to mention, you know, hey, I could go get a coffee, I could go to a movie, come back with the door locked, you guys would all still be in here riding and you'd be able to maintain this effort. You might not be happy about me doing it, but you'd be just fine, you could, you could maintain. So some of that subjective terminology terminology is really important as well. And again, I know that uh, many of you are not familiar with our RPE system, but we equate this to a two to the two to a three on a scale of one to ten. Being honest with this scale, knowing that ten is virtually, if not almost, impossible if, if we're really going to be honest. So, anyways, back to time again. We're in this four to eight minute mark, and at this point, this is a good time to reduce the load or reduce the gear slightly and see if you can maintain the wattage just by increasing your RPM. Now, you don't want to overdo it and take off too much, but this is a chance for you to kind of see what that effect has on your heart rate. Some of you might notice that your heart rate increases, others of you might not, because all of this is dependent on numerous factors. We're really just trying to get in tune with ourselves. Now, if you are using the app and you're using it for the first time, um, there's a white needle at the bottom of the app that rolls through a tachometer that equates exactly to our zoning system. The first time you use the ride, the first 20 minutes worth, you are not going to see that needle move. Why? Because our app does something so cool. If, if you've never been through an FTP ride before, or you have no intention of doing so, this does what's called auto-calculate FTP. So through some various algorithms and different math, we figured out that over time we can get pretty accurate to figuring out what your potential is. Now in the beginning, when there's only one ride under your belt, less accurate. But the more and more we do, the more and more we can figure out. So once you've completed your first 20 minute ride, then it has some data to work with. Now, those of you that have tested before and you're aware of what that feels like, you might as well just go ahead and manually enter your FTP and while you're at it, your functional threshold heart rate in the configuration settings of the app. It's so cool. It definitely, definitely makes your life easier. Okay, so towards the end here, minutes eight to 10, we're about to finish up this stage. Really start honing in on your heart rate, particularly uh, your average heart rate, because I know, again, this is another percentage to work off of, but really we're looking at 80%, 85% max of your functional threshold heart rate. We wanna try to control it, keep it from busting through the roof, which is what we're often so very accustomed to. So keep that in mind and start to visualize and imprint that number, your average heart rate in the back of your mind because we are going to use this as we move on. So in typical fashion, I give people plenty of warning about the change of a stage or the change of an interval. And I would say something to the effect of, okay, folks, you have achieved that average, that 70% um, of your FTP, continue holding it in 15 seconds. We're gonna hit the stage button and we're gonna enter into stage two. Stage two is your opportunity, your two minute opportunity to hit your 100%. Let's do it as a group. We hit the stage button in three, two, and one. All right, so now we're in stage two. Two minutes goes by really quickly, and I want you to remember that this is not a two-minute sprint. This is not a two-minute all-out assault. This is just you re-identifying with your FTP, 
the number that you found during your benchmark ride, during the test that you did once upon a time. And if you can remember, this is technically what you're able to hold for 60 minutes. And if you did our test, you physically did it for 20 minutes. You did uh, 20 minutes, you did a little bit of math to the number, and you got this magic number, your FTP. So holding it for two minutes really is not that big of a deal. It should feel uh, refreshing. It's focused, it's challenged, uh, it's assertive and determined, but it's not overly aggressive. And I know all those terms seem really subjective, but again, we're not just blowing up here. We're not throwing the hammer down. We're not giving everything. That's not the focus of this potential ride. So generally, um, I kind of leave people with their own devices. Find this number by whatever means necessary. If that means standing up out of the saddle, great. If that means sitting, reducing gear, and picking up leg speed, that's okay too. As long as things are within reason, let them do this their way, at least the first few times through, so they can figure out how to best achieve this for themselves. Now, as we move through this, uh, at about the 1 minute 45 second mark, so we've got 15 seconds left, start honing in once again on your average heart rate. Obviously, it's gone up by now, but really what we're concerned with is by how much it can go down in stage three. Now, before we kind of dwell on this a little bit further, I want you to take a look at this picture on the left. This is our little app hint, and I know some of you will be very excited about this. But the very first screen of the Stages Ender Cycling app actually gives you in-app access to your iTunes playlist. So you can see this is my particular track of choice uh, for this section. It's perfect fit. It's a 2 minute 11 second song uh, by Timbaland. And you know what? Right from within the app itself, I can access it. So volume control on the left, track forward and back, and play. And that's really, really nice when you're um, trying to do all this and control all this on the fly. So kind of exciting, kind of fun. So all right, we're approaching the end of the stage here asking people to think about what's going on with their average heart rate, try to bring that number into their mind because the moment we hit the stage button, the average heart rate you currently have is going to immediately start the next stage, which can be problematic because we're trying to get our heart rate down. So in three, two, one, hit the stage button. You're now in stage three. So immediately start backing down the gear. I want you to do whatever you can to find and reacquaint yourself with that 70% of functional threshold power. You have 10 minutes to do it, but the average wattage part, that won't be hard. You've already done it before. What will be challenging is getting your heart rate to come back down. So my suggestion is that as you near that 70% of your average wattage, Start to put your focus on your heart rate and focus on exhaling. Exhaling twice as long as your inhale. I want you to, to think like a Jedi, mind like water. Use the mental force uh, in order to get your heart rate to come back down. And, and there's actually some very interesting information on people's ability to do that. Um, not just anecdotal information. But uh, speaking of anecdotal information, uh, I want you to take note of something. As an instructor, it's imperative that you do not go off of your personal information to kind of guide this. 
And of course, you know, there's lots of reasons why wattage is as personal as your underwear drawer, okay? It is something that applies to you and you alone because body weight is a huge factor in all of this as well as your fitness level. So we would never throw numbers out for our whole entire class. This is personal. Uh, but the other thing you need to consider is that when you're teaching, your heart rate data in particular, and most likely your wattage data, is going to be skewed. Why do you think that is? Well, it's obvious, because you're wasting a lot of oxygen by talking to people. So again, like I said, this is anecdotal, but in my experience, uh, you are going to find that your heart rate is probably 10% higher when you're talking and teaching than it is when you're doing a solo indoor cycling ride. So something to keep in mind, because I'm willing to bet that during this section, if you're keeping that wattage and you're talking through all of this, your heart rate is not going to come down. It's not going to come down where we want them to shoot for. So keep that in mind. As they're breathing, as you're getting them to come back, I always suggest trying to find a track that is more instrumental in nature, less frantic. Get them to stimulate their parasympathetic nervous system, not trying to, to go too science crazy on you, but but when you exhale, you stimulate that, that system. And that system, uh, unlike your sympathetic nervous system, is responsible for rest, recovery, digestion, and repair, and, and de-stressing yourself. Your sympathetic system, you know, responsible for fight or flight, which is equally important. But as you exhale, you can start to stimulate that system. And you're going to watch that your heart rate is going to start to come back down. So mind over matter. Um, use the force, and I also mean this in the literal sense. So something that you can do as you start to get halfway through, um, you can try an experiment here. You could either reduce the gear and try picking up your RPM, and if your heart rate drops, great. But if not, I'm kind of willing to bet that this will be the case, try something else. Try using the force. Try adding more gear, substantial gear, and letting your leg speed slow back down. Now let's try to keep it within reason, okay? So trying not to drop too far below 60 RPM, but see if that helps you. See if that helps you achieve this secondary goal that we're after. And your secondary goal, if you remember from the beginning, is this if-then scenario. So here it is. If by the end of this particular green stage, this third stage, your heart rate has not come down so come down to that 80 to 85% of functional threshold power. Then you stick it out here, 70% for the remainder of class. Let me repeat that again. You're not going to do the two-minute interval. During that two minutes, you're just going to stay put at 70%. There's good reason for this. Again, we're trying to build your base, and we're trying to control our body's ability to maintain good recovery heart rate. Really cool skill. Now, if you are able to get your heart rate to come back down, then by all means, you can take stage four, the two-minute stage that's coming up, just like we did prior, where you're actually aiming for that functional threshold power. I know that might seem a little daunting, a little intimidating, but that's the beauty of doing this webinar style. You can pause, you can rewind, and you can listen to this section again. And just a little app hint again, the third screen of the Stages Indoor Cycling app provides average wattage data from the stage prior. So in this case, from stage two, you would be able to, to compare and look at your FTP information. 
This is a really unique feature and it's one that's unique to the app. The console does not currently have this feature, so kind of a nice little add-on to have there. And as you're queuing this, remember, give people saddle breaks, let them take posture breaks, water, of course, whenever they need to. Um, you're trying to get them to come back into their skin and relax. And really, one in doubt, if you don't like what you see on the screen, like your heart rate is high, your wattage is low, do something differently. Try something different. This is all about experimentation and, and figuring out what is going to work for you. Yes, as instructors, I know we all feel pressured to do, and I say it in air quotes again, choreography to keep it interesting. But with data in hand, personal data, personal metrics, people are going to really start to, to hone in on that. And it's going to change the whole dynamic of your class. And in my personal opinion, I think it changes the dynamic for better. And, you know, my, my veterans know this, but once you start learning how to build from this base, when you start to understand what that is, your potential, your ceiling increases, it gets higher. And once you've gone through one, you know, full periodization cycle, whether it's a six week or a 12 week cycle, um, you will realize that you never really were hitting your zone five potential from before. It, it clearly opens your eyes and then you begin to trust the system of training and more importantly, your participants are going to learn to trust you. Okay, folks, so unfortunately, this is where I have to go to be continued because we are going to continue this webinar session and you are going to get stages four through eight if you are an ICI Pro member. So this will be available for those ICI Pro members only. And uh, don't despair, however, if you uh, like the Stages Indoor Cycling page on Facebook, you will be able to get our class by design sheet, which is the method that we use for planning classes. And that will let you see this entire class in, in all its glory. But, you know, if you're not already a member, I would highly suggest that you do for numerous reasons. But hey, if nothing else, you don't want to miss the end because uh, at the end of this audio profile, we're, we're going to talk about some fantastic advice courtesy of my friend and contemporary Dirk Friel. And this is regarding heart rate. And I think it's really valuable information. And, you know, coming from a pro, it is uh, clear and it's something you can share with your participants. So stages four through eight, something to look forward to. And folks, uh, even if you're not interested in our class by design sheet, please come see us at stagesindercycling.com or on Facebook. We're constantly there answering questions as well as here on indoorcycleinstructor.com. So my final words for you are, are think about moving beyond, beyond the single session sweat fest and and be courageous and decide that communication can supersede all these other things, all, all the stuff that, you know, maybe we've been doing just to fill time and space. Take the courage to take your participants in a new direction because, you know, with Stages Indoor Cycling, what we say time and time again is that we are all about delivering measurable progress. And if you fill in the gaps with good quality content, it can be done. This is Cameron Chinati for Stages Indoor Cycling. Thank you so much.